It is Chris Aiken Presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And uh, this is becoming an annual thing, talking to this guy, because he is prolific as far as releasing music. But I think he's on to something super big with this one here. He has a new project called Iron Allies. It is a band with um, the guitarist Herman Frank, who you all know from Accept. And you know him from Accept and Bangladore Choir and a bunch of other bands as well, as well as his brilliant solo music that he's been putting out the last four or five years. He is the one, the only Mr. David Reese. David, how are you, man? Hello. Here I am again. Here nice to see you, Chris. Yeah, good With to what, see you. About a year ago we talked? We did. You know, it's funny. When, when we talked a year ago, you told me that you were working on something with Herman but you didn't even have a name for it yet. And I don't think you had even recorded. I think you guys might've just traded some ideas at that point of musical stuff that you wanted to do. So why don't we start there, man? What, how did this come together from what you were thinking might happen to what actually became iron allies? Okay. Um, April of 21, I think. Mm -hmm. Around the time we did the promotion for Blacklist Utopia, my solo right. album. During that madness of, of, you know, sitting around on my ass doing nothing, um, I got a messenger from Herman Frank from Accept. You know, Ex-Accept. Sure. And he says, hey, David, for about two years I've been thinking about this. Why don't we try to write some songs and see what happens? And I thought, hmm, interesting. Now, everybody should know that we were in the band at different times, except right. I never personally met Herman Frank, but I knew of Herman Frank for 30 years. Um, we had played some of the same festivals over weekends, and I said, oh, Herman Frank's on the bill. I'm going to stick around and watch. But it would be really late at night or after me or before me, and we always missed one another. Right. After that story... I said, yeah, what's on your mind? He said, can I send you a couple of ideas that I'm working on and let's just see if we can work together. He sent me two or three tracks and the first one I heard, boom, it hit me. And I wrote the lyric out and I sang it in my phone and recorded it. Listen to the next one. This is all in like a day. Right. And I, I wrote two. I know I finished two that day. Fresh lyrics, just ideas. Booked the studio the following day, went in and started tracking the vocals. Now, I'm working with a guy in the studio and, and about 30 minutes from my house who's not what you'd call a metal guitar admirer. Okay. More of a, more of a Steve Lukather, uh, James Taylor influenced guy, the Eagles. Sure. And while we're tracking this first song, he stops and looks at me and goes, Who's the guitar player? I said, Herman Frank, and he goes, that dude from Accept? I go, yeah, he goes, man, that guy can play. He gets it. <laughs> nice. And for him to say that, I went, really? He goes, oh, yeah, man, that guy's got chops. He, he knows how to speak with his hand. So he goes, the guitar players, they understand that lingo. Mm -hmm. You know, so I record the two or three songs, wherever it was, in a couple of days, and I send them back to Herman, and immediately I get a WhatsApp video of him with his feet up on the studio table with the board with his cowboy boots, rocking his feet, doing this. All I can see is his hands <laughs> with a cigarette in his hand going, fuck yeah. Nice. 
So we've made a phone call. I said, you like it, huh? And he goes, I love it. Let me send you a few more riffs. So in the course of about seven to 10 days, I think we wrote together six, seven songs. Okay. So we knew we were on to something, but back to what I said, not knowing him personally in my house or in a stage area, he said, hey, I'm going to jump in the car and come down to Italy and hang out. Let's okay. talk. But he and his wife came down and he said, I only stipulation is I want real Italian food. I said, well, I live in Italy, dude. He goes, no, I mean real Italian food. So my wife located an authentic old village restaurant. Okay. Very old. And the real deal, everything handmade. And we feasted, talked about the old days, the new days, what we were doing, and got to know each other. And it just felt, it felt good. So from there, we proceeded to continue writing songs. And here we have Iron Allies. Sure. Now, what, what does this do for, um, for the Reese stuff? Because you were pretty, pretty active with putting, putting you know, obviously the Utopia release and, and you know, Resilient Heart and whatnot. You, you know, you've been very productive. Does this end that so that you can do this or does it put it on hiatus or? I mean, I'm on hiatus, but I'm, I think last time I told you, my head is like a box of squirrels storing nuts. I mean, I, it's a curse and a, and a blessing at the same time. I've actually been writing a ton in the last month or so. Okay. And I don't know where it's going. Um, I kind of think it's a solo album, maybe for a year or so from now. Um, so, yeah, there's that. But I also... It's a contradiction in what I've said to you before. I got really tired of being in bands. Right. Too much drama, man. I mean, I'm tired of just dealing with people and, you know, all that shit that's connected with a touring band. But I also kind of missed it. So what I can say to you, honestly, this is a real band. Okay. My focus on Iron Allies and touring. I'm really extremely proud of this record. Because as you know, I started going back into the heavy direction. Once mm-hmm. we hit, after Resilient, we had Cacophony of Souls. And that really opened a lot of doors for me because I kind of got bitch slapped by a guy that I respect saying, you know what, dude, this white snake thing you're doing and stuff, it's all quality vocals and everything. But people want to hear that David Reese from Eat the Heat. They want to hear the Bangalore Choir. They want to hear that power singing. Right. And he was right. Mm-hmm. So what perfect opportunity to run into Herman Frank. Sure. In my opinion, one of the greatest guitar players on the planet and come up with a record like Blood In, Blood Out. I mean, I, I, I'm thrilled. And I can I listen to the album all the time and usually I get bored. But I, right. I'm not bored. Right. Well, you, you know, the interesting thing about this record, David, at least to my ears, and, and I'm sure you're probably hearing this a bit, is it sounds familiar without sounding clonish. It's not like you guys oh. listen to old Accept records and said, okay, well, let's copy what we did. You know, it, it, because of your, your vocal is pretty signature and his guitar playing is obviously very signature. It's That's familiar, good. but at the same time, listening to it, it sounds very fresh. It's new ground. It doesn't feel like an old band trying to refine their old magic. Does that make sense? Yeah, thank you. I will say this when he sat at my kitchen table before we went out for that dinner 
we looked at each other and he said, I need to know right now, where do you come from? Okay. Are you a blue soul singer or are you a blue soul singer, metal singer? I said, I'm a blue soul singer, metal singer. Right. He said, perfect. He goes, but I'm a metal guitar player and I refuse to surrender what I am. I want to make a heavy record that has our influences, obviously, that you mentioned. But we got to make something sound different than Victory and Herman Frank solo and David Reese solo. Sure. And and I don't I, I knew what he meant, you know, because I'm a Halford fanatic and a Vio fanatic. And I mean, Paul Rogers, all those guys are my heroes. But I don't know. It just kind of stuck and happened. And, and he is adamant. When you're in the studio with Herman, his downstrokes on bass or his guitar, he demands on bass. Right. He doesn't want a lot of this bass runs and stuff. It's that's him. And you know, I it's not that I had to learn how to adapt to it because it was already in there somewhere. But that was our vision. And and I've heard what you said just now all day long. I've done 10 interviews so far, probably right. nine this morning. And everyone said, this is fresh. It's, it's a reminiscent of the past. There's colors from except in there. There's colors from priest. There's Herman, there's Dave. And we, I, I guess we hit the mark. You know, if that's what people think, you know, it's like that old tale when you're walking down the road and somebody says to you, Hey Reese, nice tail. You go, fuck you. <laughs> Next guy you see says, Hey, nice tail. And I say, fuck you again. But the third time I'm going to turn around and look. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I right. Say, right. <laughs> it's that old adage, you know, you know, when people, when you got a collective group of people who are listeners and musicians in their own right, you go, Hmm. You know, right. I mean, like, like the first single full of surprises, you know, we were really surprisingly excited. And the vocal line, when he wrote that riff, struck me as kind of Michael Schenkerish. And and I love Michael as well, but I heard System of a Down Machine Gun Attack vocal lines. Sure. Now, that may sound left field from a guy like me, but I saw System of a Down live, and they blew my mind. This Armenian-style, you know, Eastern technique with metal. Right. And they applied it to this. And that's how I heard the vocal. Sure. Well, that came out. And, it, you know, it had reasonable success. People going, okay, this is Iron Allies. What's it going to be like on the next one? Blood right. in, blood out came out the video. And boom, it went, it exploded. Sure. And, and, you know, with that song, with Blood in, Blood out specifically, that is a, that is a definite uh, change up for you vocally. It's got that very Biff Byford, Saxony sort of, sort of cadence to it and sort of sound to it, which, you know, I think I've heard everything that you've put out and I don't ever remember hearing you kind of go that direction. Was, was that purposeful or did it, is that just the way you were flowing when you heard the, the guitar lines or the music? Uh, it just came out of somewhere. I, the funny thing is I watch documentaries okay. and I'm kind of fascinated by the prison gang mentality. Sure. I hope God I never go to prison, but you know, they put you in a car, you're in this gang, you give you swear a blood oath, and the only way out is with blood or you die in prison, right? So I, mm-hmm. I study these guys and this weird mentality, and I know they have to do it for survival, and then they become part of it, and it's generational. 
And I kind of put that together with rock and roll. It's a DNA thing, right? We're in mm -hmm. or we're out. There right. ain't no half measure in music. You know, if you're going to be serious about this gig, you got to be serious. So it had a different title. And I was talking to Herman and the title. And he was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can tell when something doesn't excite him. He just kind of goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then I said, you know, I just got doing What are you doing? And I explained what I did. And I said, blood in, blood out. And he goes, that's it. Write that title. Blood in, blood out. Right. Hey. And in Germany, it's very anthemic. So the German sure. metal crowd, that they identify with that. Not just the Germans, but the metal crowd in general. Mm-hmm. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And it is a very, you, I, I can, without, without ever seeing it, I can see it at Vakken with everybody fist pumping and what, you know. Praise. Praise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, well, David, um, obviously it's not just you and Herman in the band. Mm -hmm. who, who fleshes the band out and how did they, how were they chosen? Well, we began the thing. We're, we're the band leaders, the writers. Um, there's one or two tracks where I've had a few lyric helps from one of his friends that had, I think it's the track Freezing, which might be the most 80s track on the record, dun, 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 which is cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I love the song. Um, but another guy, Stefan Schwarzman, who had been in Panzer, I think, with Herman at one time years ago, sure. came up with some of that riff. And Herman said, let's get him credit for it. I said, okay. And then Evil the Gun, I had written all the lyric and had a few lines from a friend of mine, John Wilde. So I gave him credit too, which is the right thing to do. But going back to how this evolved, we had talked to every guy that's been in every great band you can imagine. Okay. And I just got this rub off like, yeah, man, for this much money, I'll do the record. But you know, I may be available, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, Herman and I are strong characters. Sure. Uh, there's, we're two bulls in a pen, and there's a bunch of cows out there in heat. You know what I'm All saying? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I had done Blacklist Utopia with Francesco Giovino, and how that all evolved was I did a rock the boat gig on the ocean with Yorn, and we invited Francesco to play sure. Ecstasy. And the drummer that we had at the time, pretty good. But when Chesco got behind the kit, because he had done it with UDO, it was like somebody injected the guitar player and the bass player with Venom, and it just was a different man. Right. So after the gig, they said, get rid of that guy and get this guy, or we're taking a walk. And that's <laughs> okay. a difficult situation to sure. be in. But I made the call, and I said, it ain't working out. Chesco's going to do it. He nailed Blacklist like a monster, like he is. Mm -hmm. And then... The bass player situation, Herman had been playing with the bassist from Jaded Heart on his solo stuff and conflicts of schedules and, you know, everybody's seen them together. He called me one day and he said, you know, this bass player search isn't working out. And we were talking to every diva that you can imagine. Sure. And some great guys and some not so great guys, personally. And I said, what about Melta? He goes, yeah, but he's in your solo band, too. You know, like, that's weird. I said, is it weird? Because you've got Michael Pizan on rhythm guitar and he seems to be your guy because he understands your patterns. Does it really matter? If we know these guys as human beings, number one, mm -hmm. we know we can ride for hours with these guys without any bullshit. Let's just put them in the band. 
Sure. And he went, you're right. So that's the unit. And, and because of their musical ability and, 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 and just as importantly, you know, I can depend on Malta and Francesco to jump under the bus with me. I mean, I've been there. I've seen them, how they react. And that's vital, dude. Sure. I mean, it's vital. There are some guys that I play with that are brilliant, but they're just not cut out with that eight-hour flight and that getting in a mm-hmm. rented van and riding for eight hours and then having to play right when you get out of the van. They're just not cut out for it. And sure. it's sad because they can they want to be rock stars, but when it comes down to the, the meat and potatoes of what it takes to get to that 90 minutes of euphoria, mm-hmm. it's important, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so common musicians weed themselves out by, Mm. by the fact that they want to be rock stars without doing all the work to be a rock star. Bingo. Bingo. And work is the key word. Well, yeah. I mean, there's very few, I mean, there's a few that have become rock stars, but most of them, if they didn't put the work in first, they burn out quick. Because they don't understand it. I mean, you know, you, Herman, especially you two, you know, you guys have been doing it since heavy metal's been a thing. You, <laughs> you, you know, you know heavy, you've literally watched every iteration of it, every change of it, and you've, you've had to grow within it to yeah. where you're not going to be able to accept some 22-year-old that thinks because he can play guitar, he can play Ingve like solos that he's the next Bingo. superstar. It's just not going to work. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to get out of mommy's basement and away from YouTube jamming along with the greats <laughs> that created this nightmare. And that's why they're playing. But what do they've got in identity? That was a big key when I was in Accept. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Dieter Dirk stopping the recording and saying, you sing great. You've got a lot of talent, but you don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. I mean, and I go, what do you mean? I'm David Reese. He goes, yeah, but I've got to find your voice, dude. I got to figure out what, how to make this work. And that was some of the greatest uh, information and, and advice I'd ever gotten. And I owe him a lot of credit for that. So, you know, that road dogging, you know, I can remember sleeping in the back of a rider truck going from the East coast of Canada to the West coast with four guys under a blanket on a PA and the ice was an inch thick inside the metal box in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. And arm wrestling, who was going to ride in the cab in the front with the, the wood plywood for the doorway so nobody got the wind from right. the back. And being eternally ill, mm-hmm. you know, staying in hotels with insane. Yep. There's a lot that goes into being a rock and roller that ain't glamorous. Right. 
No, you're right. You're absolutely the media right. media telling you that they love your album. And you know what? That's, that's the greatest phrase. Um, the fans writing you, that all makes it worth it. For me, that, let's say, 23 and a half hours or 22 and a half hour day, that 90 minutes, I don't think about anything. Mm-hmm. I went to Bulgaria two weeks ago and sang with John Steele. Great bunch of guys. You know, nice little rock and roll band. And I actually played a restaurant on the Sunday. I walked in. There's no stage. The microphone stands on the floor. And I said, are you kidding? I did this in Minneapolis in the, in the late 70s. Sure. And they said, oh, it's going to be great. And I said, just put me on a plane. I'm going home. I went to the hotel and I pouted for a few minutes. I said, okay, the gig must go on. I walked in that restaurant. They had to park the audience to walk me to the mic. And that was one of the greatest gigs of my life. Nice. Everybody knew the words. Everybody sure. was, I was singing at the tables like Tony Bennett. And it was amazing. So that made it all worth it. You right know? on. Yeah. Certainly. Nice. Now for, for you, David, you know, and for Herman, the the one the one thing that surprised me from the press I read from Iron Allies, not the music. The music's great, but I was really surprised that you guys took a, took a producer with with this. I I know you. I know Herman. You guys are very strong minded, and you guys certainly know what you want. I was very surprised to see a producer name on this because I just would have assumed that between the two of you, you would have ironed out exactly what you wanted without. Uh, without bringing somebody else to work with you. Was that a, was that a, a, a concern that maybe you guys needed that person to, because Absolutely. you hadn't worked together before? No, not because we hadn't worked together before. But okay. my, my side of it is I've had the uh, Focusrite Pro Tools studios in my house. Mm-hmm and my little man cave and i'm recording an album and i'll go in there and sit at the desk with my microphone and sing and think i'm the greatest thing since white bread and then i'll play it for a friend and they kind of go go song dude but then if i go work with a producer somebody behind the glass and i see them moving their head and smiling mm-hmm. or just sitting still and staring at the board i know i'm not selling the song we both knew to elevate this, we needed outside ears. Okay. And Arna Norand engineered the album, and then Dennis Ward mixed it. Right. Dennis is an accomplished artist and great producer. Sure. I recommended him, actually, because he mixed that Wicked Sensation album. And Herman said, he speaks German, right? I go, yeah, he's an army brat. Perfect. Three days later, the album was done. Uh, not the recording process, of course, but we had... Francesco did the drums. He played every song at least three times with different patterns. And the Arna, the guy sitting at the desk, Herman's the producer, actually. Excuse me, he's got producer credit on the record because he did. Sure. But Arna turned around and looked at me because he's been playing for eight hours and he has not lost the striking attack in his left hand on that snare the whole day. So we ran 12 songs in about Honestly, in two days and eight hours. Wow. And then the crazy bastard said, I'm going home. I'm driving home tonight. I said, dude, that's 18 hours. He said, I got to go home. I got things to do. And I had to stay and sing vocals. I said, okay, man, call me and let me know if you're tired. Pull over and go to sleep. The dude's a beast. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, at my age, I don't know if I could have did what he did, but I mean, the guy looked at me and said, that guy has got this. And he had just recovered from a broken left wrist. Wow. Like two months before. Yeah. He fell <laughs> off a ladder and snapped his wrist. Jeez. And he had just gotten it back. But his attack, that snap, did mm-hmm. not fade. And then you've got Malta. You know, he comes in and he's kind of our Metallica, Megadeth influence guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Guns N' Roses guy. I mean, uh, he came up in that era just hungry to slap that Jackson bass and, and the Dave Ellison bass and just rip it, you know. Sure. And then you got Herman, who literally, after we finished, called me the next day and said, this thing sounds great, but I'm not happy with my guitars. I've got to be as equal as you guys. So Arna and I are going to re-record. And he did. And it's a guitar-driven record, as you sure. can tell. Absolutely. And it, it showcases Herman's true talent. He's a great guitarist. He, I mean, it's sad because being in accept, you're not going to be the focus of attention. We all know mm-hmm. who that is. Mm-hmm. But he was neglected for his true ability. Hence yeah. the reason he's on his own. Yeah. Well, you, you know, it, and it's funny you said that, that Iron Allies kind of features him. I would disagree with you on that. I don't, I don't think any of you are necessarily featured, which I think is probably the most attractive feature to this record. This truly feels like a band. It does not feel like a showcase for you or a showcase for Herman or a showcase for the rhythm section. It feels like a true cohesive Maybe I mischaracterized it. I, I guess what I wanted to say was it showcases his guitar ability, mm-hmm. but you're right. There is a combination of a unity there, and there was a real energy and a love for everybody having fun you know right. it's just studio you know they did the guano apes there they did the halloween albums there you walk in and there's a giant board and you've got the big speakers in the wall you've got apartments upstairs it was 1985 all over again the smell of the analog recording i mean everything was there i was home and i said man i missed this and, and just seeing herman headbanging while I'm singing vocal tracks. And if he heard somebody, he'd, like, he'd look up at me and hold his finger up and say, hey, wait, wait, that line, twist it here. Okay. Okay, let's give it a try. And I'd do it. And then he'd throw a riff down. i go, that's cool, but, you know, maybe this chord here. And he'd go, oh, yeah, okay. And everybody just had this, like, little kid, <laughs> you know. Right. You know when you start a fire in the backyard and you go, oh, it's getting out of control. Let's run, you know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we were pyromaniacs behind the board, I guess. But thank you. I mean, I, I, I misworded that. But one thing I can say about him is when he's focused, Herman's focused. Right. I didn't have any idea how focused he really was. You know, you don't really learn that until you're sitting in a room with sure. a guy for 12 hours. And he goes, yeah. this here is what I'm hearing. Oh, let's try it. Mm-hmm. So he put that, a lot of thought into it. Sure, that's that German thing, isn't it? Because the, the German yeah, people in general, they're very, yeah, they're very, very regimented. They're, <laughs> they're regimented, linear people. That you know, but when they get it, they get it. Look at Udo. Mm-hmm. Look at Excel. Look at look at Halloween. Yeah, you know, they have a vision and they they complete it. Yep, exactly. Well, you guys have definitely completed the vision here with Iron Allies. The new release is called Blood In, Blood Out. It is, uh, it's fantastic. And David, where should we tell people to go to get 
the record or keep up with you guys, tour dates, all that stuff? Uh, Iron Allies Facebook page. We've got an Iron Allies Facebook fan club page. We've got AFM Records. Okay. They can pre-order the record now. <laughs> I don't know how many are left, but there was a limited 300 uh, white vinyl that they printed. Great. I've got a couple of mine from my personal stash here, and they've got black. Um, you can go to YouTube and see Full of Surprises and the new video, Blood In, Blood Out. Also, October 20th, Destroyers of the Night will be the next video. Cool. The day before release. Uh, AFM is kicking ass. There's pre-order links all over their website. Um, tour dates, where our booking agent is getting offers thrown on the table right now. Today, I had Sweden and Denmark contact us. Um, Canada is in the loop. Cool. Where are you located again? Cleveland. Okay, so obviously Ohio is the mecca of rock and roll. That's right. So if we go to Canada, the logical thing to do would be swing down to New York and head into the Midwest and do it. Because, you know, in Ohio, you can play Dayton, Cleveland, Cincinnati. You can sure. go all over, right? Yep. Akron. Columbus. So right. we definitely, yeah, we want to play everywhere, anywhere, ev all the time. And I know that the big festivals in Europe have already expressed serious interest in us. And it helps to have three guys in the band like us that are pretty well known. Sure. And I know that the media blitz that's happening now will legitimize that it's a band, like you said, it's a mm -hmm. band. Right. And that helps a lot because we're inundated in a bottleneck right now with everybody playing catch up from the canceled shows. Right. I mean, literally every night in Milan, there's another band playing. It was booked three years ago. Right. And the thing is, the guys that are going to see you know, like Testament are not spending their money to go see another band two nights before because mm -hmm. nobody has that kind of money. Right. So it's created a bottleneck. So the opening of 2023 is going to ease some of that tension. Sure. Definitely is. Well, I'm certainly hopeful that you guys get here to Cleveland because I, I can't wait to see this. It's Iron Allies, Blood In, Blood Out. And uh, David, man, as always, man, it's great catching up with you and great talking to you with you. Here on Chris Hager Presents. God bless you, Chris. I mean, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm sure we'll be rattling off again soon. And, you know, keep rocking everybody in Ohio, and I hope we can be there early next year. I mean, I don't really especially look forward to touring in the middle of January, but I don't give a shit. I'll play anywhere, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from all the shows and wanted to share with you one of my other passions other than music. That, of course, being coffee. Anybody that's listened to me knows that I love coffee. And I have found another great brand, ladies and gentlemen, that you guys need to check out. Simply named, no gimmicks to it at all. It's just coffee brand coffee. It's fantastic coffee. And I am not kidding you. 
They have everything that you would possibly want. Their coffee is excellent. I like the roaster's choice, but they have the pumpkin spice and all that other stuff, all the flavored stuff that you might like. Uh, They've got K-Cups for you. They've got cold brews. They offer tea. They've got cocoa. They literally have everything that you would want. So if you're looking for a great coffee, if you don't want to just settle for the crap that they sell you at the grocery store, this is another fine alternative. Coffee brand coffee. Just go to www.bit.ly slash CMS coffee. One more time, bit.ly slash CMS coffee. And use the coupon code CMSPN to save a little bit of money. And you can get some of the best coffee that is available today. So one more time, it is Coffee Brand Coffee. We love it here at the Classic Metal Show, and you will too. So get some today, folks. Coffee Brand Coffee. 